mini-series. My name is Brennan, and joining me tonight is Nicole. Hi. And tonight we are on to Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel, we're in the, we're in the home stretch now, but Captain Marvel, we're going to go back in time to the 90s. Carol Danvers becomes one of the universe's most powerful heroes when Earth is caught in the middle of a galactic war between two alien races. So this is uh, the movie right before Endgame, and we're getting close to that whole resolution, but we're going to go back in time now meet a new character completely. We have not met Captain Marvel other than uh, getting teased in an Endgame stinger in Infinity War. Uh, I know, Nicole, you have not seen most of these before, but you and I did see this together in theaters. I think this is the first one we saw together, and uh, one of maybe one or two that you've actually seen before. I don't know what you remember. I don't remember if you were actually awake during this movie, but what did you think about... I mean, if anyone's interested in doing so, we reviewed this before... Uh, no, yeah, I was gonna say, uh, yeah, myself and Mama K have done full reviews on Captain Marvel as well as Endgame and Spider-Man, uh, Far From Home, uh, but to keep in spirit with the miniseries, we wanted to finish out with, you know, Nicole's first reactions, or second in this case, but, uh, yeah, what'd you think? Yeah, thinking back to when I saw it, when it came out, obviously I didn't have any information on what I was watching, so... I can't even remember what I thought about it at the time. I thought, I guess I thought it was okay. I, I, now that I'm comparing it to other uh, movies that are in this universe and what my expectations are at this point in time, I mean, 21 movies in or whatever it is, this does not uphold my expectation at all. I mean, I thought that I was like bored with the Thor movies, <laughs> but <laughs> oh, they actually... no. if you're comparing it to the Thor movies, you know, that's not good. <laughs> I know. And it's, it kind of is sitting at the same level. I mean, it's, it's interesting. I like that we're not only getting Captain Marvel's backstory, we're getting Nick Fury's backstory also. Right. You, um, you've been a big Nick, Nick Fury bringer upper during this whole thing. So I was curious what you would think about his, some of his origins. Well, you here. made a comment to me while we were watching this that his demeanor is so different in this one than it is in the other ones. And right. I actually enjoy him a lot more in this one um, because I don't like the snarkiness of him in the other ones. This one, he's like he's just cool and, and relaxed. I haven't pinpointed what changed him to make him so aggressive. But in this one, I do enjoy him. This one is just kind of like, ugh. <laughs> like, I don't care much for any of the Lawson part of this. I'm like, all of that build up to figure out what happened to Captain Marvel is so boring and long. I wish that it was like a small chunk of it. And then we see more of her implementing herself in on Earth and doing more things with uh, the, 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 the scroll. Mm-hmm. It's the the scrolls. The, the scrolls are the green ones. The Kree are yeah. the ones with maybe the I would want law. yeah yeah maybe I would want more scroll action of some sort because they seem to be the best part of this movie. You know they've got a really cool power of shape shifting and being able to like take someone's DNA and I feel like that's that's just kind of thrown away at the end and you know they go on and live happily ever after and and. Uh, she they could have used them to the avengers advantage so i mean mm. yeah i'm sure that'll come up again but uh yeah this one just missed the mark so i mean this is a very charged movie when it came out like politics wise brie larson's also a very vocal figure um as as far as what she thinks about the people reviewing this movie and talking about this movie and uh, i think people if they've listened long enough to know that 
we are not uh, we are not um, super swayed politically either way. Like we don't we don't really we try, we do our best not to take that into consideration and just judge movies on movie sake. Mm-hmm. Um, I I have I think Captain Marvel as a standalone film is fine. Like a two and a half three star movie. Like uh, got some good action. You got a a badass main character, some funny side characters, and on that accord, it works like a like a middling action movie with some some special stuff happening. And as a part of the MCU, it's horribly problematic and destroys tons of logic and structure that has been built in for twenty movies. Um, like what? So so we've we this is movie twenty one and. I think the biggest problem of this movie is we're introducing a new character who's not just a regular new character. She is the most powerful new character. She is mightier than Thor. She's like Scarlet Witch, but she's enhanced her powers. She's as confident and arrogant as Tony Stark or Doctor Strange. She... And she just kicks everyone's ass without even fucking lifting a pinky finger, it feels like. Um, mm-hmm. That's that's problematic when you've built 20 movies of all these different characters, of all these different origins and backgrounds and uh, levels of skill sets. And then you bring in the most powerful new character who... You're totally right. Like, like Thor is a god, and this, this woman has some sort of... Imp- something in her blood or whatever that you from the from her. the explosion right the the power source explosion which it makes sense in a story you can't structure. compare the two to me either but to me it's like that's why i'm like as a standalone sci-fi movie or action movie it's fine because you can have this crazy overpowered person but when you you have to make her play in a sandbox with 40 other characters we've established and when she's right. so much stronger and so much better it just brings and this happens in the 90s and all the shit with the avengers happens in the next 25 years like i know they're not always on earth and they're in different places but it just it's really like it's just problematic to have this character so powerful out there. Like, okay, if you're so powerful, come and save all the situations all the time. Like you have that, you can have that complaint in a lot of movies, but if she is this good, she should just be able to mop it all up. And that's why, like we talk about Thor being super overpowered. Thor is also an idiot. Thor's not like, doesn't know what he's doing. Like, he Thor has to learn to not be arrogant, and he, even when he has learned to control his his temper, he's still dumb. He's not a strategist. He, Captain Marvel's just kind of got everything, and it's in a package that you know she starts this good. I don't think it's a good structure to build on your twenty first movie. Bring in this new character who can just do everything. Um, yeah. Mama K's question is uh, introducing, it's, it's kind of piggybacking off that, introducing arguably the most powerful or also least versatile superhero in the MCU. Are all of the rest of the Avengers just pretty window dressing now? That's Mama K's wording. So, Nicole, what do you think of that? I think that they all have something to bring to the table. I mean, perhaps Thanos isn't, heard of yet while she's doing this in the 90s like i obviously don't know but for her to take him on alone i mean i can't see that as being feasible at this point uh i think that she doesn't have the technology expertise as some of the other ones do like bruce or like iron man these people have been on earth for you know, in the, in the 21st century and they have access to all these things that Captain Marvel does not have. So when she has the power and the abilities of like the moving through 
spaceships and stuff without and being in space without getting injured she has that capabilities but i don't think that she has enough capabilities technology wise to take him on alone so while i do agree with you that she's too powerful i don't agree that she'd be able to take him on alone okay yeah i understand what you mean there and yeah but maybe by herself it would be a tall task especially i mean once he has the infinity stones i mean come on like you know not even not even the group of the best but you know it's just like the we, we see other some of our other heroes we've had you know developed for years and they struggle with some of these you know fighting a really strong armored enemy and then she can just fly through ronin's fleet like she can fly through a ship and blow it up like you know it's just it's 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 it feels nitpicky but in a larger context of a universe it just kind of shatters rules yeah. and logic um but positives i like the cat I, I you know some of our side characters are good i like our scroll introduction it's different than the comics with the scrolls and the kree so i think we're setting some good building blocks for the future i just think putting this movie 21st is a, maybe not the best decision mom okay the question is ant-man and wasp putting it there at 20th a bad position i think putting this right before endgame is is more problematic but um we'll see how she fares future in the with the squad because she will run up with the squad in uh in our next movie in endgame so that's gonna be we've been building up to this um but captain Mm -hmm. marvel i mean you recommend no recommend only to recommend if you're watching the series as i said in a couple of these otherwise i really wouldn't you know i think uh, at least she's gonna play with our uh, our squad in the next movie and uh, yeah we gotta see how our surviving avengers deal with uh, the snap and see what they're gonna do so mm-hmm. big episode tomorrow i think we'll cut this one off here uh thank you nicole for being on thank you until next time this is brendan signing off saying thanks for listening and enjoy your movies